everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 310. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Makachan. And I am going to have to adjust the volume on my side because it is coming down a little bit too low. So, thanks, Mixer. I really appreciate your hard work here. So, that is so much better. Christ. Oh, man. This is... The, the, the weeks and this weekend day has been quite interesting. You know, good times, bad times. Um... I'm glad uh, Winamp shit the bed before we went live, so it'll reset itself. And because of that, ah, drink up, everyone. Drink up. Did that earlier. <laughs> I was out shopping, and I picked up a Sapporo Reserve beer. It's actually pretty good. Mm. Kind of reminds me of the Super Dry. My crisper taste. So, anywho, mm. we are live tonight, week of May 16, 2017, here on uh, Voice of Geeks Network. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.bognetwork.com. Chat clients such as XChat, Chatzilla, Merck can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Bog, B-O-G. Or you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash Vogue Network, where there's some information about the Vogue Network and some of the affiliated podcasts we are with, and some non-Vogue Network affiliated uh, podcasts. And also, there is an IRC link. If you click on it, if you have a default chat client, it'll bring you directly into the chat room. Um, we are now live, so that means go ahead and get your check-ins on, and if you're listening on the syndicated uh, podcast feed, there is a passphrase somewhere in the episode. When you hear it, head on over to anime, to um, vognetwork.com and get your points. Simple as that. Easy peasy. Alright. So we're going to kick things off with Ari. How was your week? How was your day? Well, last week was okay until my computer fucking shat itself. And we fixed that. And I already said, if this drive does it again... Oh, I, you best believe I will go into SanDisk guns blazing. Yeah, so sorry about have, having to put you through that fixing no. it. No, no, no. <clears throat> uh, let's see. This past week, <clears throat> my friend you know, got us tickets to go see uh, Metallica at the, during their uh, World Wire tour. And it was the first time I played in Philly in eight years. Hmm, nice. It was an incredible show. It was an incredible show. It was, but uh, the two opening acts were a Volbeat, and it was supposed to be Avenged Sevenfold. But uh, their singer had had flew back to flew back home because his wife went into labor early, and he wanted to be there for that. Okay, I don't blame him for that. He he he's our Vegeta, if you think about it. <laughs> Still, the show was amazing. The music was awesome, and. When they played Enter Sandman at the uh, 
during the at the end of the encore, you best know people were chanting ECW. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> um, and other than that, it's just uh, got paid today and got the par- car payment going in, like, taken care of, and mm-hmm. finally got food in my uh, pantry. I know that feeling. Yeah, it hurt just looking in the fridge and seeing like one or two half-empty plates and bowls. Shit, I knew I forgot to buy something today, but go on. Sorry about that. (laughs) No problem. But, yeah, that's... That's just about it. That's... Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still recovering Oh, actually, I didn't, like... I didn't have all that trouble, like, with, like, hearing problems or anything after the show. Well, how far back were you? Or how um, close were you? The seats were $125, but they were, like, way in the upper deck. Like, we could still... Of course, there were, like, big-ass, like, three-story-high video screens, and, like, there's, like, five of them, so we're still able to see everything just fine. <clears throat> but this is, the fir- this is the first event I had ever attended at, at the link. Like mm. a financial field. Because damn sure ain't gonna be an Eagles game, but shit, there it's expensive. <laughs> wow. And then it, when it was over, we went to a local diner in my area, and we were, my friend and I were playing county people, like county uh, concert holdovers, because the diner was packed, and like we predicted, it was mostly people who just came from the concert. Hey, Mako-chan, remember the time you went to see, um... Didn't we go see Weird Al and we did the same thing when we hit up a local restaurant or something like that? Uh... Yeah, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah, um, because I ended up dropping you back off at, uh... In East Brunswick, I think, so we stopped yep. at the local diner there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that that was the big highlight of my week. Okay. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, exhausting. Do tell. <laughs> I don't know, it was just normal, normal week, work. Uh, went to go hang out with my mom for Mother's Day. Uh, ate way too much pizza. Came home and continued to eat pizza and play video games and work. It's like that meme, eat too, eat more cheese, eat more cheese, ate too much cheese, still eat more cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of them. But yeah, I'm just uh, attempting to get ready for the next two weekends more than anything else. Because mm. oh, it's looking like this Thursday is my only day of uh, being able to actually do shit around the house before the shit hits the fan for two weekends. What? Well, I have off on Thursday instead of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I work Saturday, convention Sunday. Right. I'm working all of next week, and then convention. Gotcha, gotcha. So even on my next, you know, 
on my day off on Sunday, I'm doing stuff. I feel it all too well. Yeah, unfortunately, I have a lot of shit to try and get through before the convention. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Hmm. The convention. The convention. Yeah. Yeah, that that'll be that'll be in pre-show rotation more than once. No, of course it will. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've decided um, if I can get everything together for the cosplay for Mandy, then I'll get it together. But if I can't, fuck it. At least you, at least you'll get close. I think the main thing I do is get the, is make is focus on the wig, right? Well, I have to pull <laughs> everything away from my closet to get into my closet to mm. get to my cosplay tote. Oh, okay. And then. I need to make sure that, you know, I know that the outfit is in the tote. I don't know if the wig is in the tote. Gotcha. And if I can't find the wig, there's no point in any of it. Yeah, like, like when I replace, I realize when I, when I go and replace my bed, I won't have the drawers anymore. So I got the new, like I said, like months, like a cu- couple of months ago, I got a brand new dresser drawer, moved the first two drawers are full of my shirts. The bottom drawer is just my, most of my cosplay props and accessories, and I moved a lot of my jackets and shirts that are now hanging up in my closet, so I kind of got something together, so I understand completely. Yeah, so it's just, I have a lot to do to try and get ready for the convention, and while I would love to have Mandy and get a picture with the voice actress for her... At this point in time, I'm totally over it. But I, I, I totally feel you. I'm just saying, at, at least try. At least you can say, you know what? I gave it my effing best. Oh, no, that's what I have to do on Thursday. I have probably three loads of laundry and trying to get cosplay shit together for three conventions. Because I have to take... Deadpool and bring it to the cleaners so that Deadpool is ready for anime next. Mm-hmm. Because my goal for anime next, the only thing I give a shit about, is going to karaoke as Deadpool. Ah. Not karaoke in the convention. Karaoke in Atlantic City. I might have to tag along for this shit. I'm trying to get a group together. To do cosplay karaoke, but not, you know, cosplay shit. Mm -hmm. Like, not, or I should say, not anime bullshit. Going to an actual karaoke bar in costume and singing songs that relate to the character. So I want to go as Deadpool and sing the theme song for the Golden Girls. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go as Deadpool... And sing Shoop. Those are the two that are my goal. That That's the only thing I give a shit about for the entirety of the weekend. I might... If you get... I, I might just have to. I might have to... I've been all. trying to get people together to do this, and nobody is replying to me on Facebook, so... I'm in. That is the only thing I give 
two iota shits about for anime next. Fuck it, I'll go down for that. And yes, I want pictures, and I want videos, and I want embarrassment. That is my goal. I, I might have to put the word out on my Facebook about that. See if I can find some people for you. More the merrier. But the songs that you sing have to be themed to the character you are dressed you are dressed as. That's the whole point. Gotcha. So that was your weekend day, Mako. Yes. And this is what I'm anticipating for the next three, no, four weeks. Four weeks, excuse me. Three conventions, four weeks. I know that feel. Yeah! My weekend day has been interesting, except for one thing. I have mentioned in the past that they're doing construction on the house next door. And I said that they brought down, like, the little wall that was protecting both properties. So, now you can actually see how the wall, you can actually see the house, and it looks nice. Now, one thing I haven't mentioned is that generally when you do construction, to my knowledge, you do it from like 7 o'clock in the morning to 5 or 6. And on my days off, I hear them with the, with the jackhammer. So, you know, it's like I can get a nice breeze in here, but jackhammer. So, well, what's been happening lately for the last couple of weeks is that there are people, I guess, doing construction coming by after 8 o'clock at night doing work, whether it's indoors or outside on the side of the house. And there have been times I'm sitting here at my computer working and there is a sensor light that turns on. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And there's some type of work being done. But on the plus side, those of you who have been to my apartment, you probably haven't noticed, but before you go down the stairs, there's a little rubber mat that's there. I noticed one day they tossed the mat down the way because they were working. I'm like, eh, whatever. So the past Saturday, with all the heavy rain, there was a little pool of water at the top of my stairs. So I cleared my drain just in case if the rain got to the point where it needed to drain out. But what what happened was, Monday, they actually came out when they were doing work. They actually fixed that little drop in the area and evened it out with with cement. I was like, that was really nice of them. And I'm thinking, okay, I can walk by. It was almost dry. And after I ran my errands and came back, then they put like the little piece of plank of wood for me to walk on to get back and forth from my apartment. I'm like, yeah, y'all a little bit too late for that one. And I actually went out today and part of my errands. I got eight. Now, for longest, Ever since I've been using an optical mouse, really, I never used a mouse pad. Because it's like, with an optical mouse, you don't need one. Okay. But one thing I have noticed is that what I'm working at, my this happened to my last uh, desk. I'm sitting here, and my hand is like sweating from using it, whatever. It would just warp the, the, uh, the board. <coughs> and I started noticing that. So I actually went out today and got a high-definition optical mouse pad, which was pretty cheap. And Corsair had another, like, a bigger one on sale for a dollar more. And I'm like, nah, I don't need this. Come to find out, this pad works well, but I'm probably going to go back and get that other one because it's only a dollar more for something that's three times the size. And I can just lay it out and have more space to work with, so, you know. And 
besides me having my beer, which is a Sapro Reserve, which is really good, my weekend day has been pretty good. Also, I think one of the p companies I do my, my, um, I have like an HSA and I cashed one of them out and transferred it over to another one. I think they might have just fucked me on my taxes. That's not good. Because they just sent, because I cashed that out and because I have another one. They sent me my ta an HSA tax, tax form for this year. After I already filed. Ruh-roh. It's only twenty-five dollars. I, if I have to, I'll do an amended return. I don't think the government's going to ping me over twenty-five bucks. And if they are, wait, you only just got this now? Yeah, cause I, cause I cashed out, I cashed out that tax, that um, that HSA about a month ago. Yeah, but I know taxes were due back. I know last month. I know. Like almost exactly I a month know. ago. I'm probably gonna call them and ask them what the hell. But what? Yeah, the that's that's weird. They can't be giving you shit to amend taxes that were already due. Now here's the interesting part. For those of you who don't know, if you don't file your taxes by April 15th, or in this case the 18th, because the 15th probably fell on a Friday or a Saturday, you get an automatic extension to October 30th. I know that's how it is in New York for your state and federal. Now, after that, well, you're on your own. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Now that we got that out the way, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we got some pretty good news to talk about that you might like and all that good stuff. So let me adjust things over here. And yeah, we'll be back.
about when I do the pre-shows is that I, I not pre-shows when I do the music breaks I go digging around for music and it's like what haven't I played what haven't I done lately and so I came across and what usually happens is from time to time I just run through music and it's like I totally forget about certain tracks and albums because I don't have time or the patience to translate it from Kana to English and when I was putting together this playlist I was like I haven't went into this folder, so I found that track, and I'm like, that'll do. That'll do quite nicely. All right, now that we got that bit of nostalgia and trivia out the way, oh, excuse me. Let, let's talk. Um, now, some of you may not notice notice unless you do acquire anime through various outlets. One of the most popular torrent sites, NyaSE, shut down for about two weeks. And people are suspecting because of all the illegal anime that's on there. And yes, I, I get it. Any anime torrent sites are considered illegal, even though it's fan subs. Me personally, I feel fan subs is a gray market. It, it's okay. But there are some fan subbers who will just actually take the rips from streaming sites and just throw it up there to redistribute and that's for me that's like yeah no now pretty much according to the story at hand the admins behind the site decided to shut it down because they realized the walls were caving in it's like you realize the cops are coming after you instead of going down swinging like you know what let me just surrender for the time being and that's what happened now as the saying goes for torrents you kill one site two pop up kill that site, another two will pop up. Now, in, in, in a case like this, that kind of sort of happened. There is a new torrent site, I will not say, but if you play around with the name of the domain that I gave you, especially after the dot, you might be able to figure it out. So, my thing is this, I, I understand issues with fan subbing and so forth. I just still strongly feel that through fan subbing, we can discover new anime, new music. And then you got people like me, after they watch it, they'll go out and buy the merch from the series and 
not just the merch, but they'll buy the box sets and so forth. There are some series I've watched as a fan sub, and then I went ahead and bought the box set. I believe I... I'm trying to think. I can't remember the last series. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, now I remember. Love Live. I, I watched the fan subs of that. Then I rewatched it on Hulu. Then I went out and bought the box sets of both seasons in the movie, so... Sort of like my way of, of giving back, so... And as Rageinator says in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, so streaming is Hydra? Uh, maybe. But the, for most sites like that, there's no secret code or passphrase to uh, get in. Alright, now that we got that out the way, um, Maka, can you go ahead and tell us, uh, talk about Asumatsu-san real quick? Uh, sure. Um, so... The electronics and entertainment company Pioneer in Japan uh, just opened up pre-orders for an entire collection of headphones. Um, it opened up this past Tuesday and will close on July 1st. What is this collection? Oh, Sumatsu-san. <laughs> I need to tell uh, Holly about this because you know she's going to probably want one. Yeah, um, they're going to be $80 each, and there will be six different styles, obviously for these six different brothers. Um, so it looks like it's going to be the same base headset with uh, different colored uh, ear shell accessory kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But um, each box will be different uh, per the character that you are uh, getting the set for. Um, and then obviously it goes towards each brother's various color and design aspect. Uh, there are also um, earbuds... Uh, the pre-orders for those opened up the end of April and will close in uh, on the end of in the end of June. The earbuds are forty-four dollars each, and just like the headphones, come in six different colors uh, with the little cloud broccoli-like symbol on them. So yeah, see. I can get behind this because Pioneer makes some amazing hardware, musical hardware. So it's probably one of their existing quality headphones modded like this. So <coughs> honestly, what, what color would you end up getting? Um, probably the red one. But each one represents a different brother. So honestly, I would get the red one. But I would have to rewatch the series see which brother I really like the most and might pick that one. Obviously, yeah, I got are, the purple and yellow ones. There are three based on the... Uh, there are three that have a white base and three that have a black base. Mm -hmm. But aren't most of those interchangeable? Probably. Like, isn't it just like a little click-in kind of design thing? It might, or it might be sealed in a certain way. Mm. 
But what's cool, it comes with a headphone stand. Mm -hmm. I mean, because not for nothing, if you're spending that type of money, I'd put it on the stand too. I mean, like the headphones I do use for tonight's sh for our show, these are $125 headphones. And I they actually sit on the arm of my of my um of the boom of the boom the boom mic. So if I had went with a desktop uh, setup, I would have like a, I'd actually have a little hook, you know, for it because I used to have a clip for the headphones, but I took that down because the clip wasn't strong enough. It's plastic holding plastic. Go figure. All right, now that we got that out the way, um, huh. Maka, you want to take this one and let Ari grab the next one or something like that, since this is also your fandom, however y'all want to do it? Uh, sure, I'll take this one, and then you guys can fight over the rest, I guess. Uh, fight, so... she says. Huh? Fight, she says. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> um, so, the Ghost in the Shell Realize Project partners with companies and universities for research and development teams to work towards creating the technology from Ghost in the Shell in, you know, our world. They're holding a symposium at the J-Wave radio station's J-Wave Innovation World Festa, uh, which is going to be supported by uh, Chintai. And... Uh, the theme of the symposium is going to discuss the extent of technology from Ghost in the Shell franchise and what can be created in our real world at this point. Uh, we'll have experts in the latest technology discussing um, and showing videos about topics such as robotics and transportation. Um, guests will include Ghost in the Shell standalone complex director and writer, as well as wearable technology leader and uh, Kobe University professor uh, Masahiko uh, Tsukamoto. Uh, there will be uh, musicians at the event, and it will be held at the uh, uh, Tsukuba Kapio Event Hall on June 3rd. So if you happen to be in the area and feel like geeking out over uh, tech and proposing actually attempting to get Ghost in the Shell tech in the real world, June 3rd and your tickets are going to be 114 for VIP, regular is 61, and light tickets are 9. If I had the money and the time, I, I, I'd, I'd, go. I'd go. I think it's pretty damn cool. Um, they said that uh, last year... Uh, last year, the event recognized Japanese companies and development teams that are working further to leading technologies inspired by Ghost in the Shell. And that um, since the project launched in 2014... Um, They've been attempting to create a touch coma. And their focus last year was creating a half-size touch coma. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I would not mind a touch coma. 
that would be kind of fun and interesting. Like driving around in one? Like it'd be like a like a one-seater car? That's probably how they would uh, develop it at first? That would be cool. Well, I mean, I, I don't know about the whole one-seater car thing. I'm thinking more along the lines of the AI. And not, you know, it, it's basically an AI internet kind of thing. That That's more what I'm looking forward to and interested in than just a car. Although One not for nothing. Time. <laughs> not, not for nothing, a self-driving vehicle that, you know, completely encompasses me and I don't have to deal with anything. Great. You know, traffic, and all of a sudden you're jumping onto walls and shit. That would be amazing. And knowing you, if you need to park your Takikoma, you will pretty much go pick the car up and send it flinging anyway. That would, yeah. See, I fucking call that shit. I well, no, because I wouldn't have to park. This is something that, you know, could drop me off at somebody's doorstep and then park itself on the frickin' roof. It'd be like an Uber you don't have to pay for. Yeah. Yeah, so... Also, speaking about self-driving cars, I saw... <clears throat> I read an article about how a Tesla predict was on the road and predicted a car crash moments before it happened. And the driver to Tesla is just fine. That's good. Yeah, they've shown video of that. That the car uh, basically predicted, due to everybody else's driving, that there was going to be an accident. Which is kind of cool and kind of creepy. That's all I say. So, anywho. Sorry, since you're our residential Pokemon um, guru around here, why don't you tell us about Magikarp? Okay. Cool, so, cool, last cool, year, cool. Pokemon's running gag water type got an official love song and dance routine. The song was completely in Japanese and celebrated Magikarp's status as the weakest Pokemon with a useless starting move. <clears throat> the official Pokemon YouTube channel is now streaming an English version of the melody. Although Magikarp is Pokemon's least effective Pokemon, the fish have been getting some extra attention recently. A teaser website for Hanero Koi King, aka Splash Magikarp, smart game, smartphone game for iOS and Android devices, launched earlier this year. The Yokohama Kuryokan <coughs> Tayaki you know, Fish Cake Shop released custard-filled Magikarp sweets as well, and a Pokemon Sun and Moon player reported beating the game with a single Magikarp in November. Would you be so kind as to uh, play the Magikarp song? Sure. Here is the Japanese version. For those of you who remember. I'm sorry, I'm picturing them going Ole. So, so now you're picturing Magikarp with a sombrero and it's two barbells in the front of his mouth being a gigantic, you know, mustache? Yeah. Now, here's the English version. Now, yeah. 
Jesus! That's brutal. second time I've heard this in English because on OLR they played this as the fortune cookie and I'm like the hell and act definitely this is the English version I'm just like how the hell did I miss this and as you can see it just recently came out Magikarp For fuck's sake. Magikarp truly the underdog of Pokemon please the only reason people use this because they want to organically evolve it into a Gyarados you know, I'm just I'm just waiting for some local team to rename their team to 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 Magikarps, okay? Home of the Fighting Magikarp. They'll lay down, but they'll get powerful for the playoffs. I swear to God, when I evolve, I'm gonna kill you all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as Dungeon Buster says. The English version sounds like a song that you hear in an RPG village and hope to never go back there again. That sounds like that little town me and Mako-chan drove through to go to Atlantic City one time. Which one? I don't know. It was this town where I felt like if I stepped out, my, the next step out of a car would be hanging from a tree. That could be any town in, the, in the, this part of the state. Good Lord Almighty. Well, on the plus side, we did pass cranberry bogs, and that was cool. Oh, going the back way. Yes. Yeah. 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 And if any of that was true, maybe we should have kicked out the other person in the back seat. That would have been amusing. Yes, it would have. Anyway. Mm. Damn it, Rageinator. He says, just don't use Magikarp too much or you'll get Magikarpal Tunnel Syndrome. That was bad, and you should feel bad. Good Lord Almighty. Are you mind taking the next one, please? Uh, Sure, let me bring it up. Cool, thanks. Tokyo Ghoul Cafe menu is horrifying. The Tokyo Ghoul manga, anime, and upcoming live-action films certainly aren't short on the gore factor. One would expect as much best about a story featuring human-eating monsters. <clears throat> Ikebukuro's Parko Cafe is bringing a similar experience to its patrons with horror-inspired inspired blood food items like a bloody Salisbury steak with a side of dismembered... mismembered... Fi- what? Yeah, yeah, um... Fingers. Yeah, yeah I, I, I yeah. completely, really, really, really want to go to this. You are macabre son of a bitch. I love Tokyo Ghoul. And this stuff fits right into it. It's icky and gory and amazing. All that protein can work up a thirst, so the cafe is offering an RC cell drink. The cells, in this case, are tapioca with the blood in a separate container. It's syrup meant to be poured into the drink. 
Other meals include Kaneki's eye curry. Customers that order this meal can also try on Kaneki's mask at the cafe, and the staff will take their picture using their cell phone or camera. <clears throat> Patrons that want a surprise can order the Do You Really Eat This Burger? Oh, boy. It's served in a tape brown paper bag. What's it look like? Is it beef or something? The burger is a play on the scene where Kaneki entrusts Yoshimura to, to feed him for the first time. The meal also comes with potatoes and a salad. Udon noodles top of fried noodles. This is comparatively, comparatively a normal meal. The unpalatable sandwich is by all appearances a normal egg salad sandwich. Something a true ghoul would never eat. And see. Shu Tsukiyuma's eyeball mousse is a blend of sweet and sour. The cheese mousse is based on a meal in the ghoul a meal the ghoul was eating in the series. And it does kind of look like a eyeball put to an egg slicer. Uh, Kaneki coffee bean toast. Coffee is one of the few normal things a ghoul can consume that isn't revolting. Combine the bitterness with the toast and you have a dessert that isn't completely horrifying. And Suzuya's Parfait, a fan of sweet treats, this parfait is perfectly suited for the ghoul investigator. Uta's Snack Jelly, a coffee dessert that comes with a side of syrup to pour over it. The cafe will also serve three specialty drinks in addition to the previously shown RC cell drink. Customers can order a Cat Cafe Latte, Toka's Jelly Drink, and Greco's Black Sesame Jelly Smoothie. An original sticker is included with every drink order, and a placement is included with food orders. And they'll have, you know, t-shirts. So, the Tokyo Ghoul Collaboration Cafe will start on May 27th and run until June 28th. A costume exhibition for the film will also be held starting May 31st through June 28th. I just shared this to a friend's Facebook because he did the main character from, cosplay the main character from Tokyo Ghoul. So, he might find this interesting. Yeah, I, I, I really want this stuff. You, you would. What? It's a good series. I'm not saying it's not a good series. Oh, we know that, but still. I mean, we've talked about some various stuff on the show in regards to cafes. This kind of takes the cake. J j j j just saying. I love that it's one of the only ones so far that has taken the theme that far. You know, they're purposely making it gory because that's what the series is, you know, yeah. is known for. I, you know, I get so it. So I, I love that they're actually taking that theme and going with it and not just doing, you know, cutesy things with cutesy names. I love that they're fully getting into at least this series in particular. Yeah, that, that, that is kind of, yeah. That's all I gotta say about that. Yeah. Okay. Now from Ike from macabre to slightly less macabre. Okay. We talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, one of one of my actual favorite series. Now, one thing we've been talking about lately on the show is um. Real Escape Games. Now there's going to be another one by Scrap, the originators of the Real Escape game. They're doing a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamonds Unbreakable themed escape game. It'll be titled JoJo no Kimio na Yuenchi Kara no Dashtu, which translates to Escape from JoJo's Bizarre Amusement Park. 
It'll run from Tokyo Dome City attractions from the 15th of July to the 24th of September. And it'll also be at Karakata Park at Osaka from July 21st to September 18th. Now, if you're wondering why I'm playing this opening theme, it kind of goes inside to the Real Escape game. Because this, if you don't know, this theme plays towards the end of the fourth season where it's basically Yoshikage Kira running shit and doing shit. According to the storyline of the attraction, the serial killer Kira, or Yoshikage Kira, is lurking around in the town of Morayo. The players have witnessed a crime, and Kira plans to take their lives. They must find a way to defeat him in order to survive. The stand users battle it out inside the amusement park. Players will fight with their own stands against Kira's uh, stand, Killer Queen, and the Sheer Heart Attack. A rookie course will be available for children in elementary and junior high school. People who buy advanced tickets will receive the hand paper fan. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fans will also be able to experience a JoJo Bizarre Adventure Starters Crusaders 4D show at Universal Studios Japan in Osaka from June 30th to October 1st. Oh, that is cool. And on, also on the side, I believe we talked about this last week. Um, a fan-chosen Detective Conan Real Escape game will also debut in Tokyo on the 30th of June. It'll be called The, Tri- it'll be called the Trials of Bahamut, which is based off of Final Fantasy IX. You have Defenders of the Triforce, Legend of Zelda, which, by the way, when they announced it here in the States for the New York area, tickets sold out in 10 minutes. Of course they did. Me and a bunch of friends, we were trying to get in. It's like as soon as she made the announcement to go get tickets, gone. Also, um, Castle Under Siege, which is based on Attack on Titan and other escape games, are running at select locations throughout U.S. and Canada. And for more information about that, you can, all, you can go to realescapegame.com slash tickets. I kind of want to do a JoJo Real Escape game. I kind of just want to do any escape game. I think they had one at MAGFest. They came up with one there, I believe. Don't hold me to that, but I would like to see like a, an anime con kind of put together like a very simple escape game. That would be kind of cool. Probably be difficult as hell to get all as all hell to get into, though. Probably. Well, it would just be like anything else that you would have to sign up for. You'd have to get there. You'd have to sign up for it, and either wait in line or you know pay your fee and then uh, come back. I think if they do charge a fee for um, what is that conventions? I'd probably see it no more than like five or ten bucks a pop, if that. I think it depends on the game. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you figure with some of these games, depending on what it is, it's it takes quite a bit of time. Because you're going through each of these rooms or whatever you have to do. After you're out of it, somebody has to come through and completely reset the room mm-hmm. before the next person goes through. Yep. 
So it's, I, I don't see it being like $10. I see it being, you know, probably closer to 20 or 30 depending on how they go. Yeah, but that's how much, I'm just saying less because you're, it's going to be held at a convention. And I figure, you know, part, part of your badge would cover partial costs of it. You just pay extra if you want to do it, you know? I think not. Okay, I'm just saying. Well, I I think if a convention is actually going to do this legit and bring in an outside company, the outside company is going to charge. Yeah. I I don't think it would be covered by the cost of the convention badge. Funny thing you mentioned that because we've talked about this on the podcast previously that any song world tour is happening. It's happening at AX and it's also happening at Oticon. And it seems that some people are complaining about the fact that they have to pay money for these concerts and it's like I understand where they're coming from but no, excuse me this is probably being this is done by Annie Song an outside company the conventions are helping to coordinate it but when you're paying to see the, the concerts it's with them mostly not the convention itself so so I can yeah see the, where, the I, convention yeah, is see, giving them yeah, a location I that's see, it I can see where you're coming from with that you know I mean, it all depends. If the convention Mm -hmm. itself is going to think up an escape game and put it on themselves, obviously it's going to be partially covered by your badge. But if they are fully bringing in, you know, a company like this Mm -hmm. to do an escape game and set it up, you know, either in like a, a... in a different location in the area or even like take over one full floor of a convention center Mm -hmm. or what have you, the company needs to get paid. And these companies, you know, that put these on, the tickets are not cheap. Oh, I believe it. How much do you think it'll be them overcharging people at the convention? They wouldn't be overcharging. I think they would just be, okay, we're going to take this real escape game. We're going to bring it to you guys. We charge $40 to participate. There you go. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to, you know, jack prices up or anything like that. But I don't think they're going to go, you know, oh, we'll give you a discount. No, I just thought because it's part of the con. But, yeah, if it's an outside company that's coming in. And they're absorbing the cost, you know, for the room. I can see, I can see that. I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it'll it's all going to depend on you know how it would be done. Mm-hmm. Now, I can see one done within within the the, uh, the convention itself if they went internal. How about this real escape game? Escape the smelly fanboys. Oh God, there will be no escape. <laughs> escape the con funk. Wow. Yeah. So basically, you're talking about what happens when the game room shuts down. Oh yeah. God! That's Not, you know. There's your uh, escape game. Yeah. Or wait, what, what's worse, when it shuts down or when it runs twenty four seven and people are ghosting in the game room? No, and and it's right next door to the rave. You're welcome. Uh. <laughs> Anywho, go ahead and you know, let me cover this article real quick, and we can go into um, our open um, our Skype line. Um, we're talking X Japan. The leader of X Japan, Yoshiki, is going to undergo emergency cervical surgery. Emergency cervical artificial disc replacement surgery. This is going to happen on May sixteenth. And all of his scheduled activity for that month has been canceled. And future events may be canceled or rescheduled based on his surgery and recovery period. 
Yoshiki was diagnosed with cervical foraminostenosis, the narrowing of the cervical disc space in 2009, and he went under... He went treatment for it about about the condition then. The symptoms reappeared last October, and by his New York City performances in January, he had lost sensation in his left hand. Extrapan went on hiatus in February 2016, following the hospitalization of guitarist Pada. Yoshiki has continued to appear at numerous events and around the world to perform and promote Extrapan's documentary film, We Are X. X Japan's most notable anime contributions were the songs in the X to music video collection and later the X movie. Some of you may know it as X uh, 1999. Studio Madhouse adapted both productions from the Clamps X manga. The surviving band members Toshimitsu Toshideyama, Yoshiki Hayashi, Tomoaki Pada Ishizuka, and Hiroshi Heath Mori reunited in 2007, 10 years after they first disbanded after the death of guitarist Hideo Hide Matsumoto. I talk about your comeback tour, you know what I'm saying? And as popular as they are, I've never really heard their music, and if I have, I never paid attention or realized it was them. So I should probably give them a listen. <laughs> have either one of you ever heard of Listen to Extra Pan before? I think I've had one or two songs of, of theirs on my iPod, but mm-hmm. I think I forget what they are. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yes, I've listened to some of their stuff. How is it? What could you compare it to? Um, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Gotcha. But it's it's Japanese metal band. Put the horns up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty Fair. much. Fair enough. I remember, I think they did, I remember there was a commercial for them on TV back in my old place, and I pointed out to one of my roommates, and she lost her proverbial shit over it, because that's how much of a fangirl she is. So, yeah. Now, we're going to go ahead and open the Skype line. So, if you have any questions about tonight's show, you want to ask us a question, uh, give us a buzz at um, Anime Jam Session. And before I even... Well, and before I even went in and kicked things off, we already have a call. You are live with Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello, you are live on, on Anime Jam Session. Can you hear us? We can't hear you, but we can see your webcam. I don't know. For some reason we can't we cannot hear you. Everything is going through on our end. I don't I don't understand what the heck's going on. So and the call is lost. That sucks. It's going through? But we can't hear we can't hear the caller for some reason. It's not it's like it's not responding. So if the caller wants to call back and give us another shot, go right ahead. Get, we'll still we'll still be here. We got we have a couple of minutes and yeah. oh yeah, one more thing I I did forget to mention during my weekend day was um I actually made my own ramen, and what I mean by that is I actually spent the weekend putting together the closest to a ramen broth I can make by following several directions I kind of came across something pretty good and it's actually quite tasty the only thing that sucked is that there are conflicting recipes that tell you you know to cover the pot when it's simmering and 
I actually did that. I actually covered the pot when it was simmering, and I went to bed. Woke up the next morning, all all the water had evaporated. But thankfully, um, it the pot itself did not burn because it had on such a low. So I ended up adding more water, pushing it over to the crock pot, and I just let it cook. Let it redo itself for about six to eight hours, added the rest of the stuff, and it came out pretty good. It was a little bit too salty because I added like a teaspoon of salt in there. But when after it came through and I added the noodles, the ramen noodles, it kind of nullified a lot of the salt. So it was pretty good. What I'm going to do next time, I'm going to make it again and let it boil for about 20 minutes to get it all cleaned up. And then just let it cook for a little bit on the pot for about 15 minutes and just throw it all into the into the crock pot and let that thing go overnight for at least a good solid eight hours. And I think I have enough left over for like maybe one more uh, serving. I want. If I, I think I have a small container that I can bring you. I want. I heard you the first time. I want. You keep that up. I'm not going to bring you any. Then you don't get corned beef and cabbage. You don't. You scare me not with your feeble threats, old woman. I will eat your corned beef and cabbage. Okay. It is in my freezer, and I will eat it. Okay. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> it's good corned beef and cabbage. Must be for someone who's not really Irish. What was that? Nothing. That's what I thought. <laughs> God. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase channel. All right. Okay, now, where, where is that track? Here we go. Strange news from Japan. Mako, I gotta ask you. Hmm? How does it feel knowing that you probably will not be able to top the articles from a month ago? Eh, if I have to wait, you know, another couple of months to cause you guys to go, what the fuck, then I'm okay with that. You did more in what the fuck. You did more. It, it, it'll happen again. I, I, you know, I don't need to do it every week because if it happened every week, then, you know, it gets to be too expected. I like to just, you know, throw a couple of zingers in there every once in a while. See, here's the thing. It can be expected, but at the same time, it's not. It's like, if we know every week you're going to give us some outlandish shit... and We, we get start... used to it. Yeah, but here's the thing. When you read the article, you're like, what the fuck? It well, then, you know what you can do? You can tell the people in Japan to start really fucking up. Because it's all them. I know. And most of them are unemployed. Yep. All right, Makoto, you want to take the first story? Sure. Okay. So, yeah. Um, police in Oda, Gunma Prefecture, arrested a 30-year-old man on suspicion of stealing tires from co-workers' cars at a company manufacturing plant in April. Did I mention he works for Subaru? What? 
So he stole employee, like, co-workers' tires while he's working for a car company where he could just steal, you know, tires. Anyway, according to police, the suspect stole eight tires off of two vehicles in the employee's parking lot on the night of April 15th. He admitted to the charge and said he sold the tires to shops dealing in used tires because he needed the money to pay back debts. Um. Why? Um. So here is a guy who works for a car manufacturing plant who doesn't want to steal from work. So instead steals the tires off of his co-workers' cars. Wouldn't they mean more co- like more of a hassle to get them off the cars than get them at work? You would think. Mm-hmm. You'd still have to, you know, you know, jack up the car, you know, un- like undo all the all the lug nuts, you know, pull the pull the the wheel off, take the tire off, put put it back, you know, get it back on a like put it on like a cinder block or something. Yeah, I mean, you you have to completely raise the car onto something to be able to remove all four tires. And I mean, not for nothing, most of these, you know, big name manufacturing plants or big name companies have cameras Uh (laughs) outside to protect their employees. So, yeah. This makes no sense. Since when did anything coming out for Strange Use from Japan ever made sense? And you know I'm right. Can I take the next one then? Sure. Under the condition I'm allowed to change the song. Sure, why not? Okay. What's the song you're going to change it to? Something, something Ninja Turtley. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought when I saw this. It's just Ninja Rap. No. no. Anyhow, <clears throat> pizza potato crisis causes turmoil in Japan for chip lovers and opportunists alike. It's been a rough month of up and downs for everyone who enjoys either pizza-flavored potato chips or exploiting markets. Those two don't really go well together. <clears throat> About a month ago, tragic news hit the junk food community at, beloved, at the beloved line of potato chips, Pizza Potato, was going to be suspended. The cause was a shortage of potatoes from Hokkaido due to inclement weather. The brand's distributor, Calbee, sent the deadline for April 22nd, on which day no more pizza potatoes would be sent out. This, of course, triggered a buying spree of the chips both by fans and by those who saw an opportunity to make some money by reselling them at an inflated price online. So great was the rush that on April 12th, 10 days before the deadline, Calby announced that the end, of, the end of pizza production effective immediately. <clears throat> this only accelerated the demand, and before you know it, the chips were gone. Logging the Yahoo auctions revealed that the pizza potato trade was still alive and well. However, anyone wanting that zesty cheese flavor and thick, rigid cut crunch would have to pay a premium, with someone even te- attempting to sell a single bag for... For 10 billion yen, which is 88 million dollars. 
for um, about a month, things were looking pretty bleak. However, on 12th, May 12th, Calvary announced that the stock of potatoes would be replenished in about two months. This meant that we could see pizza potato back on stores by around September. This that bo- bode well for chip resellers. A few months ago, was not an outrageous time to wait for something, and although the chips were popular, probably very few people are jonesing for them bad enough to pay an unreasonable sum of money. We weathered the butter crisis of 2014, so a few months without pizza potatoes should be a cakewalk. Looking at Yahoo auctions now, you can still find some bags of them selling for tens of thousands of yen for hundreds of dollars, but cracks are beginning to appear in the seller's market. For example, one posting sells me appears to be selling 39 cardboard boxes filled with 468 bags of the chips at once. That's about eight. It's bidding about 80,000 yen or 700 bucks, but they can be bought outright for. 160,000 yen or 1,400 bucks. Assuming no one is crazy enough to pay the sale price, even a winning bid of 80,000 yen would only would work out to about $1.50 a bag, which is only a little more than retail. And at price, the reseller would turn a decent profit, but such a drastic reduction in price is telling that the desperation will soon set in on the community. And then, the tables will turn. After the cheesy chips are back on the market, we can expect the remaining resellers to attempt to cut losses by selling below market price, at which time True pizza potato fans can exact their savory revenge. Wow, this article turned into a fucking revenge fic at the end. I, I, I'm just kind of amused that there was a butter crisis of 2014. That's also not a sentence that I expected to hear tonight. <sighs> Happy now? Yes. You know what? Okay, can we move on? Absolutely. Can we move on, Mako-chan? But, but, but I like this song. I know you do, but we have to move on. Fine. Thank you. Now, I kind of want to try these, these, these chips, because they... <sighs> I mean, then again, you talk to somebody who's eaten... Hot, um, hot sausage flavored chips, hot dog flavored chips, and cheeseburger flavored chips. So, in other words, a whole bunch of Lay's flavors. They weren't Lay's. That's hers. Mm-hmm. They all do them. 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. That's where I had the hot dog and hot sausage ones. I think... I'm trying to think. I know that I've tried the... Uh, Buffalo wing and blue cheese. That one's pretty good. I think I avoided that one. But, um, this story's kind of up my alley because I've worked retail enough to know this feel on both sides of the coin. It seems that a manager poisoned a part-time worker in Japan because of his poor work ethic. Well, that kind of doesn't do any good. That doesn't motivate me to do any better. Exactly! Possibly because he felt disciplining an undesirable employee would have been too awkward, a supervisor turned to poison on him. This Which just makes it even more awkward. Back on November 9th, the, the manager of an izakaya, which is a Japanese-style pub in Himeji City, served a rice bowl to a member of his staff. However, this was an ordinary serving of rice and vegetables. Inside were the seeds of the Datura plant, also known as the Devil's Trumpet. 
This is a highly toxic plant that um that is used as a poison since ancient times. It can trigger a variety of side effects, including amnesia, delirium, and pupils dilated to the point that normally causes intense pain and sometimes for days. It is said that some traditional cultures with an intimate knowledge of the plant were able to utilize it without accidental death. And um, could somebody finish this article? Because I looked at the picture and I kind of freaked out. So yeah, I re- I can't I can't finish this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I will do it. Thank you. I I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um. So the bar manager, not being a shaman, uh, merely learned about the seeds online and uh, learned it from a book and then ordered the seeds online. According to his confession to police, the manager was unsatisfied with the lack of hustle in a part-time member of his staff, an unidentified 20-year-old university student. And so laced the young man's rice bowl... And let him go home to sleep. The next morning, he woke up extremely groggy and unable to do anything. An ambulance took him to the hospital where he took a week to recover. Motherfucker. Wow. Uh, Meanwhile, the owner stopped by to find out, you know, what had happened. The manager told the owner about the seeds, which prompted the owner to call the police who took the manager into custody. Um, despite the use of a lethal substance inside a restaurant of all places, um, to intentionally poison somebody, the manager only received three years of probation. So, uh, some of the readers were understandably outraged. Um, the worst part is the manager seemed to have thought he was doing a good thing. I've heard of abusive companies, but this is a whole new level. Uh, did he study management from the Yakuza or something? <laughs> um, and then it goes on to explain that it seems the courts have a soft spot for managers who attempt to boost morale by inflicting agony on their workers because there was a boss who got five years probation for killing her employee. What? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, is there just, you know, something against firing people in Japan? Because not for nothing, if that's the case, I know a shit ton of people that can move there and, you know, be happy with their lives. If that happened here, this guy would be able to, to take the boss for millions in a fucking lawsuit against him. Yeah, the company... I mean, the, 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 the boss, the company, all, go all the way up the ladder. Oh, yeah. They would be sued. Completely. Horribly so. Yeah. All right. I, I think after that, we should definitely take a break. Sure. Sounds like a plan. 
Sure. All right, so we'll be back.
Alright, that was my fault. When I was setting up the new pot, the new playlist, I forgot to take out the last songs. Um, I think it only played one song, did it? No, no it did two, okay. If not, I'll just drop it in afterwards. Uh, I swear, it seems like every time I think I have it all put together, something happens. Oh well. Amateur podcasting at its finest. We're like the bad news bears of podcasting. Live podcasting, anyways. So, more on that note, if you have any questions about the show, any thoughts, ideas, suggestions, planes, trains, automobiles, all that good stuff, you can drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you check now, we've made some slight tweaks to the site. Um, if you go into the guest section, it's split up. Um, fix some issues, but contact us and our drop-down menus for articles and so forth. So definitely check that out. Um, I believe we have another article going up this week. So de- definitely swing by and check it out. Um, on, on our site, we post our anime reviews, convention reports, Links to our photos, videos, and our podcasts, and editorials, and other insider thoughts. Now, if you can't access our site for our podcast, you can always find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and the Vogue Network forums. New episodes posted every week up there, so definitely swing by and tell us what you think of it. Don't forget to check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV, where we post all of our convention videos. So definitely swing by and check those out. Twitter, twitter.com slash session. Follow us there for when you know when we're going live, um, when articles are going up on our website, when we're posting stuff on our YouTube, our Facebook, and other cool stuff. Facebook, facebook.com slash anime jam session. Definitely follow us there for when we're posting stuff, our photos, videos, and all that good stuff. And I just want to say to everybody who supports us on all of our social media sites, thank you so much. We couldn't really do it without y'all. So as long as you continue to like our, our social media, we'll bring you more content. That's what we're all about. And as I said, we're here on the Vogue Network twice a week. We're here live Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with Encore Presentations Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. So definitely check out these other um, podcasts. I think you'll I think you'll like them. We have the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Buoy, and we have a brand new show on the VOG Network, Hooked on Bond. So definitely check that out. Epi- their second episode is available now on the site, so swing by and give it a listen. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako. Did we, ju- did we lose her? No, I'm oh. here. Okay. I'm too tired to be podcasting right now. Okay. Last words, Ari. I'm getting real tired of your shit, Skype. We all are. That's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Um, we'll be back this way next week, and we'll be talking about CloverCon and other cool stuff. So, I'm Ranma. Ranma. <laughs>
I'm Ari. I'm Mokasan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. No Say good night, Marco Chan. Good night, Marco Chan. Good night, everyone. Do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!